Welcome to the Vivid Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. Now, here's Pastor Justin Reimer. Well, today is a special day as we gather together at church at home, and uh, we're actually engaging in a conversation. And over these last number of days, as we've witnessed and watched the horrific murder of George Floyd, and once again, the tension of racial injustice is kind of at the forefront of people's minds, at the top of mind. Uh, you know, I, I've engaged in so many conversations, and I'm, I'm sure you're the same, around this topic, how it affects us, and what do we do from here? And I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I have tried to video a comment or post a comment or engage in a conversation, and I find myself kind of editing and re-editing and trying to think, what are the perfect statements that I want to make in a season like this, in a time like this? And you know, as a, a church, I, I really want us to feel a freedom from having the wherewithal to make perfect statements. Because I don't think perfect statements are what actually initiate change. I really do believe that that ongoing, authentic conversations are, are way more impactful than perfect statements. And so today we're going to have uh, a conversation. And uh, a couple things that really are freeing for me. One is uh, this conversation is not going to be a perfect conversation. Uh, two, it's not going to be our last conversation. And I think if we could alleviate ourselves of those two things when it comes around talking about racial injustice or anything that can have tension or awkwardness is to say this isn't going to be perfect, but it won't be the last conversation. And so I, I'm going to pray and, uh, and then we're going to we're going to dive into it. Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity we have as your people to engage in dialogue. And I thank you that every time we talk, your Holy Spirit is present. Your word says that we're two or more gathered there. You are in our midst. And so I thank you, Spirit of God, that you are here with us. And I pray that you would uh, cause this conversation not only to be meaningful in my life and Sade's life and CY's life, for, but for every person who's watching today that that you would use this to engage our hearts and to, to stir us up and to speak truth to us. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So, so this is Sade and this is CY. CY and his wife Stephanie are part of our Kitsilano location. And Sade is, is downtown most often, although she sings beautifully. And so there's times where she might be in any location leading worship. And right now, they both attend church from home like the rest of us. But thank you guys so much for being here today and, and sharing this conversation. And I think maybe I'll start with, with you, Sade. Just in, in light of, uh, this last week, you have, you must have been asked so many different times from people like, how you doing? And how's this hit you? And how do you feel? And I, I, I gotta imagine on one side, there is, I feel some of the feelings that I always feel. And then on the other side, it's having to address it over and over and over. But I'm going to do my best today to just sort of back up and let you guys share some of the things that are on your heart. So I'd love to start with you. How are you processing, um, the fact that society is asking some of these questions around race and racism over the last number of days. It's been, on one hand, on my mind, I've been looking at it like, can, have you not been seen this whole time? Right. Have you not been aware of all the social injustice? It's It's been in the news. Are you literally that obscured from it all? Mm. And... 
from that place of frustration, there have been a lot of times where I where I don't want to ask, where I don't want to answer how I'm doing, and where I don't want to address the situation, or where yeah. I don't want to provide any resources or or you know help people understand. But then on the other side, I also see this shift that seems to be happening where people are genuinely curious and genuinely generally want to know how they can help. Yeah. And so from that place, depending on my mood, <laughs> I'm able to, to talk about it and, and just from from wherever I can. And mm-hmm. I try not to put myself under this pressure of um, having all the words to say. Right. If, if I'm able to communicate that day, I will. If I'm not, I will direct them to someone who might be able to. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been... It's definitely been hard this last week, and it's just been accumulative. And I'm very thankful for for church and for just the space to be able to heal because it it's it takes its toll on you. Yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah. How about you, CY? Uh, probably uh, pretty similar. I found that uh, I've gone through a wave. Okay, you know so. Initially, when I watched the video, just like everyone, uh, the following Monday was, I was disgusted. I was really hurt. I was mad and I was yeah. angry. And that image never left me. And I find myself as the week progressed before there was any protesting happening. I was almost getting more angry yeah. because the people around me weren't angry. Yeah. The people I thought that love me and i know they love me they were just able to like block it out and it just shows up when i bring it up Mm. so i was almost like i couldn't sleep i couldn't stop thinking about it because i'm like that could be me and so there was this emotion of like i need to say something i need to do something yeah but i'm so hurt i don't even know what to say right and how to express myself and as the protesting kind of started happening and people started regardless of the situation we're in in this COVID era where you know we've been told to stay away from the crowd and it's the smart thing to do and seeing people show up of all races Mm -hmm. and really validating this justice and then seeing it just spread from city to country to nations all around the world yeah that kind of you know gave me this like finally it was almost like this has been the elephant in the room we've just almost refused to talk about. Right. It's like we've just accepted this is our reality and let's just toss it under the rug. And like you said, it's it's this like, at times it's like, how could you not know? It's like, are you just naive or ignorant to the reality? Almost that kind of right. feeling. But that's where, again, it's like, like I mentioned before we talked earlier in terms of like, the church does, you know, you know, you know like uh, throughout the whole uh, protest, there's a yep. lot of people talking about no justice, no peace. Yep. We want justice. But the Bible talks about mercy. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's where scripture really comes into play here in terms of like, you know, stop focusing on what has happened, but what can we do moving forward? Right. The fact that this is a conversation on the lips of so many people is what we wanted to begin with. Right. But... There's this mix of frustration and need to give mercy. It's, it's kind of playing this pool. You right. know what I mean? But again, it's 
it's it's a good time because people are finally realizing we need to do something about this. Right. So and I think that is uh it's a, it's a blessing yeah. that at least we're we're talking about this. Like we're having a conversation about this. Right. And but it took a tragedy, but we're having a conversation about this. Right. So which is which is necessary for change to happen. Yeah. Well, let, let me say, you, you, you talk about elephants in the room. Let me call out another one that I think would be irrelevant and, and you must hear it or observe it on people's feeds or see it all the time. People say, not a Canadian issue. You know, and, and I, I say that yeah. knowing the emotion that yeah. potentially comes with it. Yeah. How do you address that when you hear that? And, uh, Maybe, you know, edit down how you might want to address that. But, yeah. but like, yeah. like, what's the mindset when what's you hear mindset? someone say, not a Canadian issue? And I said, because when you say not a Canadian issue, that's where we talk about. We're, we're actually delusional to what racism is. Because we've kind of identified racism as right. an act of racism. It's like, right. I did this. That is why. That was a racist act. Racism is a systematic it is is the it is is pretty much the embodiment of how we think. It's a right. structure that has identified this color yeah. as danger, threatened, ugly, and not good enough. Wow. And because of that box, we put this this color to be. Yeah. Everything else falls under. Yeah. So to say it's not a Canadian issue. It's like because the privilege which you live under has allowed you not to see it hmm. because I know as a black man with dreads walking down the road I have to put a persona to let the people I encounter know hey I'm not gonna hurt you right uh, I'm good I got I got a smile it's the middle of the night just to make you feel safe right I know what it's like to go into a grocery store or convenience store and look eye to eye with the clerk like hey I'm here I know you see me I see you see me right. my hands are here I'm not touching what I'm not gonna buy so, and it's so much, I can go down the line of yeah. you trying to get a job. It's like, as a black woman or a black man, it's like, I got to sound extra sophisticated wow. just so you put me on the same level field as the person beside wow. me. So, so saying it's not a Canadian issue, it's like, that is why we need to have this conversation. Right. Because there have been blinders on because you haven't seen anyone physically being hurt. Right. But that hurt happens every day. Yeah. across the globe yeah. it's not it might be worse in here or there but this is where i feel like there's this conflict of well it's bad in the state if we protest here in canada it's not going to change the policies it's not about a policy right that would change people because it's a hard thing right, right here so it's not yeah about you can't a legislate yeah it's Absolutely. not about a policy yeah. but like i mentioned is that so you want me to let my neighbor's house burn to the ground because my backyard is okay. So in a sense of whether it's worse, we're not comparing whether it's worse or where it's not. The idea is racism yeah. exists in every society yeah. to a degree that, you know how many black women, my sisters have been told, you look good for a black girl. How, how, how insulting is that? There, there's so, so there's so much layer of what it actually is that we need to actually start having this conversation because it's so easy for someone to go to school and say, why is your hair like that? Right. Why is my hair, why is yeah. your hair like yeah. that? You know what I mean? So it's, 
because we'll, we've just accepted the boxes we put each yeah. other in that because of the news that came up, because every kid on social media saw that horrific video yeah. and everyone globally is protesting, mm-hmm. parents are now like in a position where it's like, I have to kind of explain this to my kid. I didn't right. want to, but I guess I have to. Right. So now, because we're actually having those conversations yeah. with our kids, we can't hide our kids from the society mm-hmm. we live in. It's now we're putting ourselves in a position for change to happen. Right. So, because racism exists everywhere, whether you see it or not, yeah. those who are being affected by yeah. it can go down the list. I had yeah. a racist experience last Friday. This is even why this is going yeah. on. Yeah. So it doesn't change. Yeah. It's just. You might not see it, but those that have been affected yeah. are living their life. It's almost such it's such a norm that I do it in second nature. Right. I don't even know anymore. It's like I just I'm here. Right. It's like almost it's just right. like it's just an act now. I don't even it's wow. every day it's like you you're putting this persona of mm. making people feel safe around you. Right. Mm. I go in the elevator, I gotta make sure, hey, I'm good. Like yeah. I don't need nothing from you. You don't, you know, yeah. so yeah. It, it, it happens everywhere. So yeah. the fact that people think it's not a Canadian issue yeah. is why we need to protest. Right. Because we need to make that a reality. Because right. it is for those being that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And I yeah. think just to just to add on that as well, Canada takes a lot of pride in diversity. Right. And that's something that is because that's heightened a lot, you hear people say a lot of times, right. well, you know, Canada has different nationalities, we celebrate different nationalities, right. you know, our workplaces and so on and so forth are diverse. And so that sort of takes precedence over how these diverse cultures are actually treated. Wow. So a lot of times, even though, yes, we are diverse, there's still this mindset of, yeah, but you're an immigrant. So you mm. probably don't know X, Y, Z. You probably right. don't know how we do things here. Right. You know, and but but a lot of Canadians may not necessarily come at you strong or directly, right. but then they may make certain passive remarks that would make you realize that, oh, you actually don't know a lot about me, or you actually right. don't know a lot about where I'm from or how I'm educated. And you'll see why I touched on a lot of things like yeah. hair. Oh my goodness, the number of times I've had to talk about my hair right. <laughs> has been very exhausting. Right. You know, and in the beginning I was okay with it. I was like, okay, you know, I'm educated after a while, I'm like, goodness, like, yeah. just Google it. Like, if you're so curious, like, it's not that hard to right. figure out how this works. Yeah. You know, we have different hair types. Okay. Um, you know, and, and to add to that as well, um, I think that certain parts of the country yeah. have experienced the violent types of yeah. racism. And it gets uh, covered by this um, persona that yeah. we have in Canada of being very diverse. And yeah. so you don't always hear about those um, in the news. And, you know, we we want to always talk about the, the things that seem more important. And right. so it gets, it gets uh, even though it might be reported, it doesn't get reported, say, to the mainstream news. So then a lot of people don't know these things yeah. until a situation like this happens. And you're like, whoa, you're com- confronted by your privilege or confronted by the way that you treat other people. And yeah. then you start to realize that, oh, racism has a lot of layers and it's not just the type that might be violent. It could be the way that, you know, like he touched on hiring people. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot harder for a person of color to get hired. And even when you do get hired, you have to have all the qualifications and then some to make sure that you can actually keep your job. And even at that, the way that you're treated in the workspaces, the way that you're treated the day to day, there's still this segregation, but in a, Mm. in a passive way. 
I thought about something when you said that. Uh, I was just sharing that because even on that hiring stuff, for example, yeah. you go through this like, oh, you're not black enough or you're mm. too black enough. When have you ever heard the saying you're not white enough or you're too white enough? It's never a phrase. No. It's not even a thing that comes out yeah. of your mouth. But then for a black person to be put in a position that they have clearly earned and they've worked right. for, at some point in that transition, there's always, oh, oh, now you're not black enough from maybe the right. cultural side or from the other side. You're too black for this right. position. Mm. So what is too black for the like? How can you say a position you can As a color black for yeah. it? So yeah. I don't get it because yeah. you breathe air, I breathe air. Yeah. You read book, I read book. So how is there you are too black mm. for the situation? You know, like growing up, like there is so much when it comes to like the darkness of your skin. Yeah. That black like, oh man, I can't get too dark now because if I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like touching a lot of sensitive topic with this, but the real conversation is, you know how I many black women probably have bleaching chrome, like, you know what I mean, cream at home? It's, it's not something that they're proud of or whatever, but it's yeah. like, you live in a society that have told you you're too black to be beautiful. Mm. You know what I mean? And we've, and we've kind of, it's so I'm saying is that this the system we yeah. don't understand that racism is not applying one act. Right. Is the way you look at each other. Yeah. You're devaluing another person's life. And you're now putting a race at a handicap. Yeah. The second they're born. Wow. Yeah. The second they're born. I mean, as you guys share this, you know, I think to myself, in my life, how many times has someone asked if they could touch my hair? This many. <laughs> Nobody has ever asked that question. Weekly. Walked up his weekly. Yeah. 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 And I get it. I know it looks yeah. really awesome yeah. and curly, but you don't yeah. have to touch it. Yeah. Out of my space. Yeah. You, know? you yeah. can get a wig and touch that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I, I say that and it's lighthearted, but the fact that you'd, like you'd say, bleaching cream. Yeah. And people asking to touch your hair and, you know, I, I got to imagine, oh, your name, what does that mean? Where's that? What? You know, no one stops and goes, Justin, oh, what's the what's the original meaning of that name? Just the things that you'd have to do that become minor inconveniences over a s- series of a lifetime is unfathomable. And then you add to that those that have a hateful element, those that have a... Uh, uh, element where you get excluded or where you get, you know, on the flip side, put on a pedestal, you know, oh, I, like I, I can only imagine, oh, sing for us, dance for us, dunk for us, you know, the, the, like, it's like a performing type thing. And I, I mean, it happens so, so regularly. Yeah. 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 Now I know, see why something that you, you shared and said it was important to your heart to, to share would be around this other kind of elephant in the room, yeah. which would be for uh, a person who's not uh, part of the uh, you know African Canadian community, yeah, yeah. Uh, saying, "I just don't know what to say. Yeah. I want to talk. I want to advocate. Yeah. I want to ally, yeah. but I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to be offensive, and almost like deer in the headlights. Yeah. I'm going to do nothing because I don't know what to do. Yeah. How do you how do you address that? My biggest thing is, like you mentioned earlier today, there there is absolutely no right words yeah and we live in a society where no matter what you say someone 
is going to find something yeah. to criticize you for. Yeah. And so many people that have been, it's almost like a, like an awakening or a refresher or it's yeah. like, oh, I finally see this actually is happening. I want to be a part of it. What can I do? Right. And it's like, man, I'm just worried. I'm afraid. Like you said, I'm re-editing and checking. I want to support, but I don't want to support and then get this feedback. The biggest thing I have to say is that the fact that we're so worried about how the polls shows the how big this race has been actually right. is. Because it's going to take an act of courage. Right. And understanding that you will never find the right words because there's no right words. This right. is centuries of abuse. There's no right words to mm-hmm. embrace that. Mm-hmm. Frustration mm-hmm. has been built up. And some people might accept it, some might not. There's no right words. But you got to understand by that act of courage, yeah. regardless of any backlash you might get, you being courageous makes the next person around you say, okay, maybe it's my turn now or whatever. Right. Over time, it becomes to a point where it's like, you don't have to re-edit, re-edit. It's like, we're talking about people, yeah. not about black and you know, It changes how you yeah. view, oh my God, it's so tough. I don't want to offend yeah. this. No, yeah. no, no. Offending, right. but again, I want to talk to the black community. Is we need to have grace for people. Yes, I'm mad. I'm still mad. Yeah, I'm not gonna deny that. But we need to understand. This is where it comes at. When I watched that video, and I gotta say this: mm-hmm. when I watched that video and I saw that cop's knee on that guy's neck, and no remorse in his face, he knew it was being videoed, but absolutely did not care. That was pure evil. Yeah. That is not just black and white no. or cop to a civil. That was evil yeah. at, its, at its finest. And we got to understand that this is a battle between good and evil. Yes. Moses repeats it in, mm-hmm. in, in like in like Leviticus, yeah. in, in Deuteronomy, it's good and evil. Guys, I'm warning you, good and evil, good and evil. Yes. You know what I mean? So there was so much on this is between love and hate right and we got to understand that because we're talking about such spiritual warfare it's a hard thing now. yes it's a hard thing we need to all be praying for god to renew our hearts amen it's a hard thing so because it's a hard thing we understand that because it's only love the bible says amen. perfect love is going to cast out all the fear of i don't know what to yeah. say i don't know yes. what to say yes if love is in your heart yes. the intention is love Get a backlash. You know what yeah. you were trying to do. Yeah. Let people hate. You know what your intention was. Yeah. Love is going to cast that fear out. Amen. And with that love is only how we transform this and change this. Wow. It seems like an impossible thing, but we can make a massive improvement. Amen. By introducing the conversation on the lips of everyone's mouth. Yeah. And then starts preaching this level of love. Because yeah. unless God comes in, and pours that love in. The Bible said, God is love. Yeah. Unless that love comes in, yeah. the reality is that hate is always going to exist. Absolutely. So there is no right words. Yeah. You're going to get backlash no matter what you say. Yeah. But you got to understand at some point in life, you need to stand for something. Amen. And standing for something means you got to be okay with not being accepted by everybody. Yeah. Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for yeah. anything. So stand up, take the backlash, everyone keeps standing up, and eventually we get to a point where 
we don't have to edit, re-edit, re-edit, re-edit. It's just a conversation we yes. have. Yeah. We're talking about people. We're yeah. talking about love and hate. Yeah. Not black and white. Yes. We have to get over that. Yeah. This is about pure evil yes. showing up in the lives of people. Yeah. That's why it starts at home. It's, it starts with love. Yeah. But the only way it gets in those homes is everyone needs to talk about this. Yes. Don't push it to the curb. Yeah. So yeah, that's Dude, I, and I, I want to speak then to people who are not part of the African Canadian community yeah. or who are not in the minority that is being spoken of in the time. We need to get thicker skin. Yeah. Like, like to be scared. I, I, I was going to say something, didn't want to offend, so I said nothing. Or I, I tried and I, I did it wrong. I hashtagged the wrong thing. I mm. posted at the wrong time or I, I, you know, stood for the wrong moment. And, I, I offended someone, so I quit. Dang, like if we really believe it's good and evil, it's not about I want to make someone happy with me. Yeah. It's not, I, I want Sade to feel better, so I'm going to do something for her. It's I stand against racism because racism is evil. And if it costs me something, like an awkward conversation, yeah. I still stand against it. And if yeah. it costs me a moment of humility where I need to be corrected that I'm addressing it wrong, I still believe it. And if it costs me something socially in another circle, man, I still believe it. I don't, I think it's unfair for us to put that. And when I say us, I speak for, you know, one, one side of a, a population. It's not fair for us to put on a person who is being oppressed or part of a group that's being oppressed. Now you need to make me feel comfortable that I'm doing this right. Yeah. Like I want a cookie. I want to be celebrated because I'm finally, no, no, no. This is good versus evil. I think yeah. you're so right, which allows us to be allies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And even even touching on that, you know, um, the Bible talks about not seeing ourselves more highly than other people. Right. And that, to me, is see me as your sister, see yeah. me as your daughter, yeah. see me as your friend, see yeah. me as someone that you can step in the line for, mm-hmm. you can step in the gap for, yeah. and you can advocate for it. Treat me as the same way you would treat your family. Yeah. You know, and when we look at the life of Jesus, even though it was a short one on earth, it was controversial yes, to the was. core. Yeah. And he didn't care about what other people thought about him. His main thing was love. Yeah. And he kept preaching about love wherever he went. And it's amazing what that perspective shift does yeah when i look at other people and i I always try to give them the benefit of the doubt regardless of where they're from yeah rather than looking at someone and having this preconceived mindset that Mm -hmm. oh this person Mm -hmm. might be a danger to me or this person might hurt me just seeing them more as just human beings seeing them as children of god seeing them as normal people they might have a different color of skin but that's literally it right (laughs) when we actually think about it down to the core we have the exact same organs. We yes. have the exact same, we breathe the exact same oxygen. Yeah. The one difference is the color of the skin. And once we start to recognize that people are really just not as harmful as they may seem, Amen. it just, it, it's amazing how that starts to change our mindset. And yeah. But we need God. We need grace. Oh, yeah. We can't do this by ourselves. People can't do it by themselves. Like the heart of a man by himself yeah. is desperately wicked. The, talk, yeah. the Bible talks about that. And it's not because... Come on, preach that. It's not, it's not because um, we... It's, it's because we were born into sin. Yeah. And so there's just... We see it all the time. We see it in the news. And now it's just a matter of identifying that and just yeah. seeing that, hey, 
there might be things in my heart that I don't realize could be harmful to other people. Yeah. There might be unresolved anger. There might be just things that I've seen in the media for so long that has shaped my mindset of how black people are right. or how other people of color are, whereas they might not actually be that way. And just having that, once we have that mindset, then we can start to work from a place of, okay, what can I do? And just yeah. as you said, you will make mistakes. We make mistakes. Like we, mm -hmm. we come from different cultures so mm -hmm. and different backgrounds. And it's okay to just grow the thick skin, as you mentioned, yeah. and just try again. Yeah. You know, just and it's it's a process. It's a process. Like we're we're building together, we're yeah. growing together. And so yeah, we can only hope that more conversations like this can happen yeah. and be normalized so that we can start to grow together and yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap this moment this conversation and even as i'm doing this here's what's going through my mind someone watching at home is saying wow we talked about that a lot someone else is going that's it we're done talking about that and uh and, and the truth is that's not it this is one of so many different conversations we'll have more like this in church but i want to encourage you if you're watching today like stretch yourself and have a conversation with someone in your home have a conversation with a, a co-worker, with a friend. Make a new friend. You say, I don't have people who, who have come from a different culture than me that I could engage with. Well, maybe start there. Start building some friendships with people who have a different life story than you. But uh, this, is, this is so special. I'm I, so appreciative. Even as I asked you guys, I was like, hey, if it's wrong time, right time. And I'm really grateful that, that you'd open this time to be with us and share today. And uh, I wonder if you could, would, would whoever feels free, would you would you just pray for us as we close this? Sure. Rock, paper, scissors. Come on. Yeah. All right. Uh, Father, thank Lord, you, Jesus. We just thank you for just allowing us to uh, just remind ourselves mm -hmm. of just how loved we are by you, Father. Yeah. Uh, we thank you that we are all children of God, Lord. And you said the perfect yeah. love casts out all fears. So, Lord, yeah. we just rebuke every spirit of fear in anyone's heart right now. On just on just what to do yeah. and how to do it, Lord. We just rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Father, Lord, we just pray for you to just come into each one of our heart, black, white, brown, and just give us a fresh yeah. renewal. Just give us a revelation. That's it, right? We need a revelation, Lord, of your love. And let that just penetrate through every area of our life, Lord. Let us look at this as a changing moment in history yeah. where we start mm -hmm. looking at each other as yes, brothers God. and sisters. Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to change. We thank you for the opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. We thank you for the opportunity to grow closer together. Yeah. Let us embrace our differences. Give us the strength and the courage, you, the wisdom to speak. Give us just the courage, Lord, to just be able to take whatever, you know, whatever backlash we do get. Understand and just remind us of what we stand for. Yeah. So, Father, Lord, in this season, we just pray a blessing and special anointing hmm. over anyone of authority, any leader, any, hmm. any decision maker, any, yeah. this, you know, we just pray uh, this special anointing of just guidance and protection and uh, just wisdom, wisdom, Father. We need wisdom on what to do next and how to do it properly. Father, Lord, just come into those homes, uh, those homes that are courageous enough to have those conversations as a family, as a friend group. Yeah. And just and just and just bring healing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lord, we pray for healing. And we pray that this conversation continues to move forward. This is not just a moment where we get excited for once and just revert back to what we're doing. But this creates change. Mm -hmm. This allows us to move forward. 
So, Lord, we just welcome you because we know with man this is impossible. Yeah. But for you, Lord, all things are possible. Yeah. So, Lord, we put our trust in you. We put our hope in you. And we just say, Lord, have your way. Yeah. Have your way. Let us feel your love and let us give your love. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Love you both. Thank you. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vivid.church or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.